Melissa. I'm Jam. And I'm a chemist. And I'm not. And welcome to Chemistry for Your Life. The podcast helps you understand and do chemistry in your everyday life for fun at home once a month. Sometimes. And this this one, this fun at home once a month is directly related to our fun chocolate series that we've been doing. Yes. So Jam, tell me what you did for your experiment today. <laughs> okay. Oh my gosh. So I chewed a piece of gum mm-hmm. and I talk about it in the video a little bit. So you'll see that, but I do not like gum. All right. Um, I did not know that before I subjected Jam to this. <laughs> yeah. So it's already a, a rough start. Um, I thought it's just like, so for other types of food, say you eat a piece of steak that has some gristle to it and the bite lasts a long time. I avoid that on everything else. Why would I want to choose something that I just end up having to chew forever? Yeah, it makes sense. It's just like, ugh. So anyway, but I do like mints. I like breath not being bad. So I'm not against that. Mints, whatever else you use. Mouthwash, who knows? So don't, yeah, I'm for that. So I put the piece of gum, back to the experiment, put the piece of gum in my mouth, chewed it around a little bit, got it going. And then I broke two of these kind of large-ish squares, like larger than like a Hershey's square per se. Mm -hmm. It's really the size of, I guess, almost like two of the Hershey rectangles, sort of. Yeah, yeah. And I broke it into pieces so I could kind of introduce it in my mouth uh, a little bit at a time. And so I put in like half a square or almost the size of a Hershey square Mm -hmm. in my mouth. Started chewing it around with the gum, which was such a strange experience. It's already wrong. You're not supposed to do that. Yep. Yep. Every rule in the book, (laughs) every religion has very clear rules against this. Every single one. (laughs) And Father, forgive me. So um, (laughs) I chewed that around and the chocolate, you know, eventually dissolved away and the gum remained. But during the time that I was chewing them, it was very strange. It just felt so weird. And that was just with half a square. So I put in the other half of the square, chewed that around. And I noticed pretty quickly that the gum was starting to change its consistency. Mm-hmm. It started getting less firm, less gummy to, to a degree and more mm-hmm. um, loose, more malleable, whatever word makes sense here. So then I, um, so at this point I had chewed one entire square. So I added another half square and chewed that around. And when I finished that half square, the gum was gone. (laughs) So I did three, basically, you know, three halves. And by the third half, it was just completely gone. And when I, when, when the chocolate was gone out of my mouth, somehow the gum was gone too. And (laughs) it was very freaky to be honest with you. Uh, That's so fun. Okay. So. What happened here? And we will probably talk about the chemistry of gum in the future because it's pretty fun. Mm-hmm. But gum is made up of a lot of long nonpolar carbon chains. Mm. Carbon and hydrogen. That's the basics of gum. There's a lot of other stuff in it, but it's it doesn't dissolve in water. So if you've ever chewed gum and drank water, you know that it, it maybe gets a little weird, mm. but it stays around. It doesn't disappear. Right, right. That's similar to when you mix water and oil. They don't dissolve into each other. Right, right. 
And this is a concept we've talked about in chemistry before that likes dissolve likes. Mm. Like dissolves like. So something that has a similar molecular structure more easily interacts with something else that has a similar molecular structure. Just mm-hmm. the way the electrons are and things happen, they'll interact more easily. And so water has a very different structure. It has a partial positive, partial negative. The electrons are bunched up. That's not the same thing in mm-hmm. them. The electrons mm-hmm. are all evenly spread out. So they don't want to interact with water. But chocolate has a bunch of fat in it. Mm. And that fat is a bunch of hydrogens and carbons that are very similar to the molecular structure of gum. Got it. So those two things can interact and the gum basically dissolves in the chocolate. Wow. Weird. Very weird. Huh. So this is a pretty easy experiment to do at home. I recommend you use milk chocolate because it has a higher fat content. Okay. I was going to ask about that. Yeah, I think you should use milk chocolate specifically. And if your kids, you think they're not going to be able to deal with the weirdness of the gum and the chocolate because it is really weird. (laughs) (laughs) You could have them chew up the gum and then drop it in water and drop it in like warm water and warm chocolate and mix it up and see if the gum dissolves in each one. Mm-hmm. And it should at least dissolve a little bit in like melted warm milk chocolate or something. Mm-hmm. But some questions to ask your kiddo when they chew the gum, you can ask them what they think it is. Is it a solid, a liquid or a gas? Mm. It's kind of weird. I think it's somewhere between a solid and a liquid because it moves around. It is. I think eventually you would probably land on solid, but just get them to think about that. Cause mm-hmm. It's kind of different. Mm-hmm. And then ask them the same thing about the chocolate and ask them what they think will happen. And I would probably start a a kid off on chewing gum and drinking water and seeing if anything changes. Obviously, this needs to be a child old enough that they won't swallow the gum. Right. It's okay for them to eat sugar, that it's okay for them to chew gum, you know. So definitely only do this if it's in a safe age range. But Mm -hmm. I would start by having them chew the gum and drink some water and see if anything happens. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And get them to predict what's going to happen before they drink the water and then reflect on what happened after they drink the water. So like, what happened? Why do you think the water didn't wash away the gum, you know? Yeah. And then give them, you could even try maybe like a chip, which is gross, but a chip and gum, it's mm-hmm. not going to wash away the gum. Usually mm-hmm. a chip wouldn't. Right. And then finish with the chocolate and the gum. And for each one, get them to guess what's going to happen. And then reflect on what happened afterwards. Mm. And I think they will probably find this fun if they're not incredibly grossed out by it, which either (laughs) one of those is possible. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I feel like as a kid, I definitely would have been a little less grossed out by it. I think the idea Mm. of like eating two things that are weird appeals to certain kinds of kids. You know what I mean? Yeah. If not a lot of them. Or like, I mean, all of us also would mix sodas together, you know, and be like, ooh, it's going to be like to have. Oh, yeah. Like Definitely. mix five different sodas at this at the restaurant together or something like that. Yeah, so I feel like hundred percent. There's that little part of many of us that um that at least as kids was there, so maybe they would like it. But I was a little bit. They took it was challenging to do. <laughs> yeah, for me. Yeah, I so. couldn't finish. I had one square and then saw that it was working, mm. and then stopped and knew that jam would be able to do it (laughs) because (laughs) i couldn't take it 
I couldn't take the flavors. It was too much for me. So, <laughs> which is weird because I like mint in chocolate, like junior mints, but it was just not the same thing. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, totally. Yeah. Definitely not the same. You know, and for this one, I think it's pretty straightforward and I think kids will think it's really fun if they can get over the gross factor. Some kids don't like gross things. Some kids don't like, you know, getting messy or whatever, but right, right. if you can just get them to make predictions about what happens, think they're thinking, they're getting in a scientific mindset, making a prediction and then reflecting afterwards and critically thinking about what happened, even in kid language, Mm -hmm. that is getting them into a good scientific mindset. You're helping them think about the world around them and draw conclusions about it. So they don't have to get everything right. They don't have to guess the science behind it. They just need to make observations and talk about it and think about it. And that is a great thing for kids to do, to be practicing little scientists. Mm, Nice, nice. That's pretty much for this experiment. I did want to thank the American Chemical Society. They put out a reactions video on this and that's what we drew this from. So we'll link to that in our show notes. And thank you guys so much for listening. Thanks guys. Good luck on this one. (laughs) This episode of Chemistry for Your Life was created by Melissa Colini and Jam Robinson. And we'd like to give a special thanks to E. Robinson who reviewed this episode.